Hello and welcome to this latest edition of the MPFT podcast. For this edition, we're going to be chatting with Beth Barnett, who is one of our brilliant OTs, occupational therapists, about her role, career progression, and the different qualifications you will undertake to become a qualified OT. So, Beth, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Been nervous? Yes. <laughs> no need to be, I assure you of that. So, um, I'd like to start, Beth, by just getting an idea from yourself about why you decided to become an occupational therapist. Well, sort of just good for forward reference, we'll refer to you as an OT from here on. And uh, so to talk about your why you became an OT and your career journey to where you are today. OT for me has always been kind of an interest and a passion of mine, I think. It started from when I was young, really, because my mum is actually an OT as well. So she used to come home and tell me all the stories that she'd done at work. And I was used to be really interested and think, oh, yeah, I'd love to go off and do that. So that's kind of where it started for me from a young age. I think for me, OT, it's really nice that you're able to have such a diverse career that, you know, you can go into absolutely anything within the, the area of OT. You know, that's why I wanted to become an OT because I could do absolutely anything. So my career journey really started when I was in college. So I did a BTEC in health and social care, which was really, really good. It was a nice kind of way of getting into that health and social care role and understanding what it would be like to work with patients and in the NHS and things like that. And then I went off to Derby Uni. I loved my time at the university. It was great. I was also a Derby University student as well, so <laughs> small oh, world. Are you? Yeah, it, was. it is. It is now. I love Derby Uni. I made lots of nice friends um, and had some great placements while I was there, which was really nice. From uni and kind of from my placements, I knew that kind of a hospital way of working wasn't the way of working for me. I wanted to be out in the community as well as, you know, potentially sometime in the hospital, but solely in the community. So that's when I found the MPFT rotation in occupational therapy and I applied for that job and was successful in getting my first band five job within community OT, working with adults with physical needs. And actually at this point I was working alongside my mum. So it was uh, really bringing it back home from when I first started listening to the stories she was telling me. What was it like working with your mom? Just out of interest, <laughs> it was it was interesting. <laughs> it's great because it's so nice having somebody there that you can go, oh, what would you do in this situation, and what would you do in that situation, and mm. you know, someone who, if you ask them a stupid question, they are going to tell you that's a stupid question, whereas other people can't really tell you that, can they? If you're not your mom, <laughs> true, true. But no, it was lovely. Yeah, so I did this for a year. It was a great experience. It gave me a really good foundation of what OT was and the reality is of working as an occupational therapist within the NHS and not just as a student. Yeah, I had a lovely team and it was just, it was really nice, really. I mean, obviously there were times when it wasn't quite as nice. There were some more difficult bits, but you get that with every job. And then as part of my job, I was on something called a rotation. So you used to rotate into other services, other areas within OT, but that are still under MPFT. So I completed a six-month rotation within, um, it's called Discharge to Assess. And within there, I was split between working in the Haywood Hospital and working within the care homes. It was it was a great rotation. It was challenging at times. A lot of work and, you know, it really boosted my knowledge and my skills. But at this point, I wanted it too because I was working towards getting my band six. And I think working within the hospital and working within um, the care homes, it really kind of 
highlighted to me how much I loved working in the community and how much I loved working with my old team. And at that point, I knew that that was somewhere I wanted to go back to. I did my six months and I returned back to my old team. It's sort of in a roundabout way. So for people who potentially don't know what an occupational therapist is, you maybe have a preconception in your mind about what that is. But can you just talk a little bit about what you do? It's like a day-to-day job. I appreciate that no two days will probably be the same, but what an OT actually is, the general role is. So it's an OT, kind of the OT that I am at the minute. So I'm in physical health with adults. So I do a lot of work in patients' homes, going out and seeing how they function in their own environment and what we can put in place and what we can do to help someone function better in their environment. So often it's kind of the smallest of things really like someone can't get in and out of the bath or, you know, they can't get up and down the stairs. And to me and you, it seems like such a small task to be able to get up and down the stairs, but to someone with a physical disability, it becomes this massive great thing that they can't get up and down the stairs. So we look at enabling them within that environment. Right. And you talked about, I, mean, I think I think I know where you're going to, how you're going to answer this next question, but because uh, I was interested to know which, what you stood the favourite part of your role. You talked on the work you do in the community, which is, is that the bit that you sort of cherish most about the role? Yeah, definitely. Because I think in the hospital, you see people and they're lying in a, in a bed or sitting next to their bed in a chair and you get this kind of, one-sided view of what they're like whereas when you see someone in their own home and their own environment it's amazing how someone changes and how they suddenly either become to you know be able to function so much better or you know you look and you go oh my gosh I can't believe for how many years you've been doing this the way that you have and all these alarm bells are going off in your head going this is a massive risk so it's just it's just so much better in the community you get to see the whole person and not just the hospital person and you talked a bit a little bit earlier on about the rotation that you that you would have had earlier slightly earlier in your career so could you give some examples of the types of clinical areas that people can work in yeah so on the rotation i mainly just rotated obviously into discharge to assess like i said so that is kind of step down beds from hospital for people who are not quite ready to go home yet but with a bit of therapy input and nursing input we can potentially get them back to a point where they're able to function at home Another part of the rotation works in the community as well. So it works with the service called Home First, which are people who've been discharged quite, you know, relatively early from hospital and need care and support in at home. And they can go in with therapy as well um, to increase their function and hopefully reduce the amount of care and support that they're needing. There is the intermediate care service that come in with us, which work within the community as well, but they're kind of, I think more of a, a rushing job than we are. You know, they can drop everything and go in if someone's in like a crisis situation and need help and support. That's kind of the rotation as far as I was there. I mean, it's always expanding and more and more teams are coming on all the time. So it changes. And you, I mean, you you are a young person. And I think the, um, the reason I say that is because I think the perception of people who work in the community, certainly to outside of the NHS, but possibly even in some points inside the NHS, is that people who work in the community tend to be older. It tends to be something you tend to do towards the tail end of your career. Appreciate that is not the case and your evidence of that. So for somebody who is potentially interested in becoming an OT, could you talk about sort of what the advice you give to somebody in that role and kind of the fact that touching on the fact that you can do it at any point in your career and the value and benefits that that, that role brings? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying, as in you would look at it and it's more of a 
an older, not older adults, but, you know, people go into it when they're older um, as opposed to going into it when they're younger. But it can be difficult because there's a lot of, you know, you're working quite autonomously and alone. So I suppose when you're older, you probably have that little bit more confidence and life experience to go in and feel confident within what you're doing. Whereas a younger person who's, you know, fresh out of uni, fresh out of college, you potentially don't always have that confidence to go in on your own. For someone who's looking at joining OT and things like that, I would say to just do do your research before you come into it because, you know, some people listening to this might think, oh no, community OT is not for me or working in a hospital is not for me and I don't want to work with older adults and, you know, look at how they're able to get in and out of the bath or something basic like that. But OT is so broad, it can be in any area. You know, we can work with children. So we work with people right the way from the start of life to the end of life and everything in between. So if you look at it and think, oh, that area is not for me, it's likely that if you do a bit of research around, you'll find an area that suits you and you look at it and it sparks an interest and a passion because it is so broad. Yeah, and I guess following on from that, in terms of the benefits you see of joining MPFT as an OT, so so I took I mentioned that question from the sort of kind of the career progression perspective. So from your own perspective, kind of how what opportunities have you had? to develop your career within MPFT and sort of the, and then sort of widely what you perceive the benefits of working for MPFT as an occupational therapist? I think the benefits of joining MPFT is that it isn't like all the trusts in a way because say the Royal Stoke for example they're kind of solely based around the hospital and that's it really so if you did a, a rotation within the Royal Stoke it's likely you'll just rotate around different wards whereas MPFT was so broad you know you, you can really go anywhere you can get a good mix of community and hospital work and you can work out what does and what doesn't work for you because some people you know might like the pace of working in a hospital and kind of the team dynamics that you get with working in a hospital whereas some people like myself prefer to see people in the community and in their own environment and MPFT really gives you that broad area to work in and it's it's not saying that you know this works for one person so it's going to work for everybody because not everybody likes working you know is impatient and not everyone likes working in the community because you mentioned a little earlier and I was I wanted to ask you about a little earlier about the fact that you, there's some autonomous working um, as a result of working in the community but I guess it's important to say that whilst there is autonomous working is that you are still part of a team and you you have that sort of that team working which so you yeah. you will have that autonomous working but also you're not sort of completely on your own you're part of a team and then there's a structure to the work that you do yeah yeah absolutely i mean the teams i haven't come across a team yet which i didn't like working in the teams are great and they do provide a lot of support and I think one, one part of MPFT, which I really like, is it's so easy for you to go and access support. You know, there's always things going on saying oh, well-being days and, um, you know, how can we support your well-being and what can we do to Im- improve how you're feeling and things like that. So you're never, you're never left alone. And kind of the people they employ, you know, my manager is is fantastic. Um, she's always trying to do things to bring the team together and get us because obviously with us being in the community, we don't always meet up with each other too frequently. I mean, you know, someone's always there at the end of a team's call, but she's trying to bring us all together more frequently. So we get that kind of time to build relationships and create good working relationships because that's, you know, 50% of what the job is, isn't it? It's 
you know, you're not happy if you're not happy with the people who you're working with and you can't make friends with who you're working with. Yeah, absolutely. The the final core questions I wanted to sort of talk from the perspective of the trust's values and uh, its philosophy being a fantastic place to work. But I'll start with the values. Um, so the, the trust has a set of values that, that we would wish and hope that all our staff adhere to. Um, could I ask you which one of our values means the most to you and why? I think it's kind of all of them really, but being caring and compassionate, I think means the most to me because it really resonates with my own values as well that, you know, I wouldn't want to get, provide someone with a service that I wasn't, you know, compassionate about and I wasn't compassionate when I was doing because if you haven't got those values and you're not able to show that you're caring and show compassion to people, then you're not going to be able to build up that good relationship with people and it just makes everything that you do so much harder. For me, it's always we need to put people at the heart of what we do because if you don't put people at the heart of what you do, who are you doing it for? You're not doing it for yourself. You're trying to improve their life. You're not trying to improve your own life. So they have to be at the heart of everything you're doing. Well said, and um, so final question um, about uh, from from yourself as a, again as young um, OT with a long career ahead of it, um, hopefully as many years as possible with MPFT. What what you what makes MPFT in your head a fantastic place to work, and what why would you say it is? There's so many opportunities. They're always offering opportunities to progress yourself, progress your skills. I never feel like. I- would be at a point where I haven't got anywhere to turn and I've got no one to come and help and support me. So I think that's great because, you know, there's a lot of emphasis now on people's mental health and maintaining that the mental health of your workforce. And I think MPFT really do try to do that. You know, they put on wellbeing sessions and there's always people, like I say, to access for support should you need it. And the values that they hold, you know, they really resonate with my own values. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. Um, th- well, thank you. We'll leave it there. Um, thank you for joining us today. That's Beth uh, Beth Barnett, who's one of our awesome OTs. You can subscribe and listen to previous episodes of the MPFT podcast by searching uh, the MPFT podcast by the usual platforms. Just leaves it to myself to say thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Beth for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.